Hey there, this is Therese Skelly, and I am so excited that you are going to be listening to an episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. Do you like those two words? Fiercely Brilliant. My hypothesis is that you are here for a reason. We all are. Our souls have led us on journeys that have very often taken some twists and turns, and sometimes it's not pretty. Sometimes there's struggle, and there's loss, and there's challenge, and in the middle of that, there's always the way out. And it's those times that often lead us into our great life and work. So you're going to hear stories in these episodes of myself and other beautiful people that share the journey. They share how they got to the place where they're standing, working in their brilliance and being the powerful leaders that they are. So stay tuned and enjoy this episode. Hey, this is Therese Skelly with the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast, and oh, loves, you're in for such a treat today. I bring amazing folks in to share their journeys, and today's journey is one that you're going to want to hear. Some of us go through a lot of hard things. Some of us have had trauma, life situations that have been difficult, and not many people I know have endured what my friend Karen had. And what I know is in the midst of unimaginable tragedy, you can emerge on the other side with grace and grit. And so that's the episode today. So I'm so honored and so delighted to have my friend Karen Nowicki here with us live. Welcome, darling. Hi, thank you. Happy to be here. Thank you. Thank you. So as I do with all my guests, I want you just to start and just share what you do in your business. And what, you know, I will say, Karen and I have circled each other's orbit for so many years. She's in Phoenix with me as well. And like for years and years and years, we saw each other's name, had similar people. And I think we just picked up the phone and said, we, like, have we met? <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't know, like, I've known you for years, but I don't know you. And so it's really sparked. And I, you know, that's a PowerPoint. Like, make sure you reach out to like, take the next step because we have this like crazy mad love affair with each other. <laughs> and I've been on her show. She's now on my show. And our connection is just deepening. And so tell us what you do and how you show up and serve your people. Sure. So hello, everybody. I'm Karen Nowicki. And first and foremost, I'm a mother of three. I have two kiddos in their early 20s. And I have a 13-year-old son. And a new mom to a puppy as well. So cute. Oh, my god. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Yes. Karma is her name. Very appropriate. Uh, And my son named her. And you'll see in just a bit, uh, as I begin to share our story, uh, why that name is so appropriate for us. Yeah. In the business world, I show up as a producer and a show host at Phoenix Business Radio X, which is the company that I own and operate. And we just like to tell great stories about small to medium and large size businesses where traditional media otherwise wouldn't really want to pay attention. You know, traditional media waits for something to happen or the shoe to drop and that's to highlight the negativity, right. we that especially now. Uh, so we just simply give everybody a platform to share their stories, much like you're doing, mm-hmm. as it relates to all business-to-business information. That's so cool. Well, and you also have, you are a coach. You're, you're not just a radio host. Like you have an extensive background of transformational stuff, very spiritual. Yes. So you want to share a little bit about that? Sure. So I am an impeccably trained integrative coach professional through Debbie Ford's work with the um, integrative coaching. Mm. At the time I was certified, it's been, oh my gosh, since late nineties, I think, or early nineties. I don't know. It's a few years. Yeah. 
Uh, we were housed out of John F. Kennedy University, and then the Institute went off, off on its own. And it all started for me with a book, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers, which is one of Debbie Ford's best books, um, written, rewritten in several different languages. And then about six years ago, I had an emergency hysterectomy, and I was realizing that I had been coaching from my head and my heart, but I had forgotten my gut or wasn't even aware that my gut should be part of that conversation. And dear friend, Bretta Kelly, introduced me to Tao Healing through the Sedona Maga Retreat Center. And like everything that I do, if I'm introduced to it, I got to find a way to become, you know, (laughs) and a participant. So not only I can further my knowledge, but I can share it with others. Uh, So I've been a Tao guide, a healing guide for quite a while now. And then coming up at the end of August, I will be a certified trauma guide as well. And we'll talk in just a few minutes about kind of what led me there. But, you know, first I lived my life, was taught to live in my head as a young child. My whole lived here and I lived only in my heart. So there was a lot of this. And in my my pursuit of trying to figure out myself and working through postpartum depression way, way back, that's when I realized there needs to be more of this integration, whole mind, body, spirit. And uh, I'm just a, a lifelong learner. So not only do I own the studio, as Therese mentioned, but I also am an integrative coach mm-hmm. with folks both on the business side, but also on the life side. Mm-hmm. I'm similar, but there's some differences between what Therese does and what I do, which is why there's a big love fest between her and I. Big yeah. love fest, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Well, if you're cool, can we just jump in? Like, are you... Yeah, of course. You know, because your story, it's one that you pray nobody has to live through. Yeah. Right? And that's why I, it's a story that there is a lot of stigma around and a lot of judgment around. Yeah. And I'm all about speaking the truth and I'm all about um, making sure there are people out there. And especially because we met recently and you told me that some of the outcomes and we'll talk about that. But what you just, Wherever you want to start, your story needs to be told. And so just start it and we'll just kind of riff in it. Sure. So my mind is like, where do we start? Yeah, where do you start? Yeah. I've been married for 15 years. It's a second marriage for me. And um, Mike, my husband, is, is and has been the love of my life. We both owned and operated our own businesses these last three years, both of us in startup mode. So you can, Mm -hmm. there was a lot of difficulty. And I think most of your listeners, Therese, are are with Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So entrepreneurs, you know, it's, it's hard work, man. <laughs> it's yeah. we are the only one there. There's a saying and it's not mine, but we are the, um, the only people who will work 80 plus hours to avoid having to work 40 hours for else. <laughs> so <laughs> and true. feel good doing that. Right. And, yeah. and, 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 yeah. and be grateful that exactly. that you work that much. Exactly. Um, <laughs> But long story short, um, my husband attempted suicide and survived back in October 2019. It was a surprise to everyone. We have a wide circle of family and friends. And in that moment when it happened and about the month after that he was in uh, trauma-intensive care unit, um, brain surgery, he shot himself through underneath his chin and the bullet exited his head. Wasn't sure if he was going to be alive. Uh, First month, I was just, of course, in shock Mm -hmm. and um, trying to figure out how and why did we land here? Because it seemed so um, inexplainable. 
Right. But as things began to kind of unfold and I got really clear, I could see some of the writing on the wall after the fact. So when, Teresa, in the opening, you mentioned, you know, what I've experienced is something that we would never want to experience and many of us won't have to. Uh, Part of my goal is to make sure that mental health is at the forefront of of our government, our educational institutes, our businesses, our familial conversations, our girlfriend conversations, because more and more we're seeing a rise in suicide and suicide attempts, let alone mental illnesses. And we have to stop making it taboo. So I think it was only two weeks after Mike landed in the hospital. I had this download <laughs> from the universe and God, universe, whatever it is I call, I call um, this higher power God, um, that I was to journal about my experiences yeah. as it was happening. And um, if you know me, you know I'm an open book. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is the biggest call to action and the biggest holding my feet to fire around that ever before. Because not only is it Karen's story, but it's also Michael's story, our child's story, my kids from my first marriage, and his parents and family. And right. so I had to be very careful about wanting to take care of Karen first and my need. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was healing for me and raw. And I also wanted to make sure I was being respectful of right. all the other people that it impacted. And lastly, the hope and desire to help have somebody get the help that they need right. through our story. And I had to do it in that order. So um, I journaled quite frequently. I can tell you, and I think I shared that with you when we had lunch not too long ago, that there are for sure six people who've reached out either by phone or private message. Um, to our Caring Bridge page, which is no longer up, that I have saved either their life, the life of someone very close to them. That's huge. And the work needs to continue. Right. The struggle for me now is that I'm going through a divorce. It's been nine months since um, Mike's attempt. And I've fought hard for relationship. Um, was very open to whatever it would look like. Um, would he would he heal completely? You know what what would that look like? Yeah. But I but I needed Mike to be on the same page with me, mm-hmm. and we're not. So the announcement of our divorce is is fairly raw and recent. <laughs> Just I think last week, and, and actually Teresa, you and I had lunch. And I was kind of, you know, as girlfriends do, I was struggling. I'm like, well, you know, like, hey, we have, because we hadn't seen each other. Exactly. Since it happens. Yeah. I think we met, we met the first time. I think we did thought it was, might've been August. Right. right. Very so, soon, right before it happened. Right before it. And, we, and, and I would love to talk about a conversation we had back then too, because yeah. it's just mind blowing to me um, how serendipitous it yeah. is. But fast forward now to just uh, last week when we were chatting and you're like, I haven't seen you. How's it going? And blah, blah. And, you know, as girlfriends do, we were just talking and I was sorting things out as we were chatting. And Therese looks at me and she just says, well, you know what you need to do. You just need to do it. And and quite honest and candid, it was um, to move forward in my life and love Mike from a distance and no longer be married. Um, Very hard decision. Um, so now going forward, as I become an advocate for mental wellness and healing and trauma relief, Mm -hmm. I have to keep my story intact 
still Mike is a part of that, but whatever he's choosing mm-hmm. in his life, I have to let that be okay. Exactly. Mm. So, um, yeah, that's where, that's where we're right now. So many <laughs> I just want to bow to you. I just let's let's bow unwrap to you. some of that. Yeah, let's unwrap some of it. Well, first, number one, shame. There is so much shame embedded, and that's why I'm bringing this story, because shame kills people. Shame keeps people sick and stuck. And, you know, Mike probably couldn't reach out for help. And we're not going to talk about his story, but very often people that attempt suicide they have so much shame in their life. So shame literally is a killer. And I know, so what Karen did is the journaling became public. She put it on Caring Bridge. And so we're going to talk first about shame, and then we're going to talk about receiving. What? No. Um, and so, so every time you basically shine the light on something, you tell shame to fuck off. You take the power from shame. And so let's talk about that really fast, because I know you know about this stuff. And so... I'm sure, and I know there have been people that are like, shh, you shouldn't talk about this, oh. you know? But what you said yeah. is, but at least six people are freaking alive because I talked about it. Yep. So let's talk about the dance of how do you blast through shame when you're guided to speak and be an advocate because the little voices are dark for us, right? So we'll go there first. Oof. Uh, so shame. Wow. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shame is a self-inflicted wound, I would say. Uh, I, I believe that um, people will want to project uh, their stuff on top of you. Um, sadly, as part of this journey, I'm no longer in touch with my in-laws or my sister-in-laws and even my own mm. Because while everybody was in trauma and a um, casualty of Mike's suicide attempt, we all were processing and grieving and mourning yeah. different ways. And as, you, as I said, I chose to do it um, quite publicly. Right. And that did not go well with our family. But how did, how did you, you know, there's an expression in AA that's like, you're as sick as your secrets. And so healthy people talk about what's going on. So right. how did you handle that when, when they were trying to suppress you? Like you had the knowing... <laughs> Not very well in the beginning. (laughs) Um, You know, so this was all happening so quickly. And again, I wanted to put the brakes on journaling. I I said in prayer and meditation, can I journal like in a book by myself? (laughs) Nobody sees it because that'll be helpful. And and the answer was absolutely not. It shared. And, and before I started journaling, I went to my two adult kids mm-hmm. and two sister-in-laws, and I said, listen, this is what I'm getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an important opportunity for me to share publicly the trauma and the, um, the crisis we're going through. I need to do it for myself, for healing. I'm clear about that. But I want to make sure that you guys are comfortable with it. I knew I wasn't going to ask my sister or my dad or or. Mm-hmm. Parents because I knew they'd absolutely say, no, you're crazy. Don't do yeah, it. Yeah. Um, but, but I wanted to make sure that, you know, these two pairs were on board. My kids said, absolutely. So did my sisters. And, and then my sisters changed their mind after they saw with great detail after about six or seven entries, what I was sharing and tried to shame me out of right sharing along with my sister as well. It got so severe that um, they're actually like, you know, we were 
on both ways, um, threatening legal action if anybody's name name was mentioned and just, you know, just that. And I, and I stepped away. I, I had to get clear. And when I say that shame is an individual choice, we can only allow people to put shame on us if that door open. And I left for a little while. And then I realized this is, this is absurd. Like I not have more clear yeah, right. from a very divine place. Mm-hmm. This is how I needed to cope, mm-hmm. thrive, and, and get my head off the pillow every day. Right. Right. And, and again, for, for months was fighting that because it was hard. It would have been far mm-hmm. to suppress it and be right about it. And so, uh, even now today with what I've just shared about, you know, the pending divorce and the fact that he's moved out and there's, there's shame in, um, having to, to work through around a failed marriage. I journaled about it and you had commented right. about it, um, on Facebook. And, and those are the things that I have to continue to work right. through. So I'm so grateful that my life has taken me and where I've chosen to take it as an integrative coach professional doing mm-hmm. shadow work mm-hmm. and you know um, how to do it. And the soul foot, right. I know how to do it, but that doesn't make it it's, oh, I, uh, mean that it's clean, easy, yeah. or even, even fun. Like I, I struggle. I'm really struggling, uh, but I'm very candid about that. But here's uh, the thing though. Yeah. You are and you're not. Like you're, you're, you're open, but you're kicking ass in business. You're raising your son really well. You look freaking fabulous. You lost 20 pounds. So you're not destroyed. That's why, you know, the title is like grace and grit. Like the grace was there and it feels like it developed grit in you. Yeah. But I want to go back to my second topic about receiving because, um, (laughs) you know, we're professional givers, you and I, right? We're the mama bears, superheroes, take care of people, blah, 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 blah. And I know you had a community rally around you. I mean, crazy. So how was it to ask for support? And how was it to receive support? So, so you guys, in this story, you know, I pray you never have to have a situation where you come and say, oh my God, so-and-so committed suicide. But this is universal. These lessons are universal. Like yeah. whatever you're walking through, if it's an ending of a marriage or bankruptcy or, a, or losing some money, these lessons are universal. You have got to stop the shame, the negative voices that tell you you're wrong and blah, 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 blah. And then you have to receive because that's how you get on the other side. So talk about your dance with that because you were exquisitely like, I wish we could have some journal entries. You know what I mean? Like you were so raw and so real and so beautifully vulnerable and you asked for support. Yeah. Uh, Well, that was the encouragement of my best friend from high school. Mm. And um, a dear friend and, and client of both mine and Mike's to do not only the Caring Bridge, uh, you know, journaling, I knew that we were doing yeah. that, also to start a Go, GoFundMe campaign. Mm-hmm. Our story, um, and I think what took Mike to his near breaking point was the financial situation that he had put us in and hadn't disclosed it to. Um, so all that, I found out all of that at the same time that, you know, he was fighting for his life in the hospital. So um, I've been in my home for 24 years, and Mike and I have been together for 15. And um, being, again, small business owners, you know, money's been tight. It was even tighter. And so my girlfriend said, listen, you're looking at hundreds of thousands of dollars of medical debt. Mm -hmm. And we found out six weeks 
maybe not even that long, maybe three weeks into this, while he was in, in, in I mean, trauma intensive care unit, like not, not only intensive care unit, but trauma intensive care unit for a month and then post acute facility after that. So we are, we are still looking at um, about $860,000 worth of medical debt. And, um, and we're, leave, we're, we're currently kind of living paycheck to paycheck, you know, leading into this because um, one, not great money managers, which again goes back to the conversation Teresa and I had back in August when we first met in person. So I agreed to do the GoFundMe campaign and the outpouring of love, compassion, respect, and, and really unconditional support for both Mike and I was, well, it's, it's yeah. amazing. Um, yeah. I, I, <laughs> It, breathe. It was, just hold on. Just breathe. Yeah. Just breathe that. Cause that's just, it's still hard to take in a little bit. I can see, right. It's it, like, it's holy it's crap. It's excruciating actually. Well, I was going to ask you, are you a person before that was able to receive really big or is this a, a little bit of a stretch for you? Uh, I I'm good at asking for help. Okay, good. I'm fine with that. And I am, so this will be fun because we all know how Therese does things. So. <laughs> We can do some, um, you know, on the spot coaching. I'll get my pendulum out. (laughs) Um, I have been, I believe that I've been good about asking and I've been open to and good about receiving Mm -hmm. most of my life. Good. When the outpouring of love happened and kept happening and still is happening today, like Mm -hmm. I who have offered services for free for the rest of my mm. that I that I that I need. Wow. I had my team at the home office and the other studio partners. Uh, we all own our own businesses, but it's a licensed partnership. They all rallied around me and alleviated some of the pressure for some of the, mm. the fees that I, I have to pay to stay in business. My my chiropractor, my hair, my stylist, and like all, all friends, family, my Ivan's baseball team. And some individual parents um, paid for his club, you know, fees like, and and I have girlfriends who still, again, it's been nine months, they write me letters, you know, beautiful cards Mm. in the mail, handwritten cards in the mail on on a a regular basis, monthly, sometimes more frequently than monthly. People I don't even know sending me checks in the mail and and love notes. So it's not just the financial, that's been extremely helpful and maybe that's some of my my oh. discomfort because I still have this money story going on that's only been amplified given everything yeah. I shared with you but I will tell you that there's this other piece of it I have some notes and letters mm-hmm. and some emails that I haven't even opened yet and it's I'll use the phrase it's just too much for me <laughs> Ah, and yet I put myself out there. I shared, I said, I'm open to receiving, but to answer your question, have I been open to receiving this big? No, I kept feeling like, okay, at some point God's given us enough and I can't ask more. And, and, um, yeah, who are we to, I know everybody, this is way before COVID, especially now, right? We're all in this place of unknown and uncertainty. Yeah. And everybody else's, you know, everybody else's life just seemed to be okay, which is kind of a joke because, you know, we <laughs> got something going on. Right. Um, it felt like I, I got way more than I was deserving of. 
Oh, well, my beautiful friend, um, that's not even yours. That's not your belief. Holding, you're carrying it 100%. Like it's impacting you. It's a really big one. So um, can you grab the energy of that and basically say like return to sender? Just, just, it's not even yours. It's not even yours. Yeah. And who would you be without that? <laughs> um. I would be the girl and the woman that I see several yeah. times a day in my thoughts yeah. and my dreams who is Beautiful. knocking it out of the park financially. Yes. Like pay off his debt, yeah. have multiple studios, uh, a home by the beach, and um, yeah. can give and give and give where people need it most, right? Yeah. Mother's Grace is a nonprofit, local nonprofit um, who reached out to me and said, we've donated to your care or to your GoFundMe campaign, but we'd also like to know if there's another specific need for wow. you. And I was able to get counseling for one of my kiddos, mm -hmm. which was, I couldn't have done it without them. Mm -hmm. um, so I would love to give back. Right. Right. Yeah. You will. Ooh, you will. I got that. It will. It will happen. It's already done. Well, you know, we, we talk, you, you turn, you talked to me earlier about the word grit. There's this grit that is, um, I use the term fierce, but it's sort of the same, yeah. right? So, so how do you, because I would, I would read the Karen Bridges and I would be like, how the hell are you doing this? And then I see you and I'm like, oh my God, it's changed you and you've transcended it and you're still in it. It's not like, oh, 17 years ago. It's like eight oh. months ago, right? I mean, it's not that far gone, but tell me some of the changes. Like what do you have access to today that had this not, has the tragedy not occurred, you would not have access. Obviously, six people are alive because of this. But what else? My first thought as you ask that question is that I really haven't changed. Mm -hmm. I know I have, so maybe I'll find that as I'm talking through it. But I, as we pointed out a few moments ago, I have spent my adulthood mm -hmm. becoming what I call soulfully self-reliant. Mm, nice. And I consider myself a deep impact leader. Those are two things that I use in my coaching program, soulful self-reliance and deep impact leadership. And I've just been invited to embrace that even that more. Yeah. So um, what's recently coming out, I, I think I'm pretty good about self-care. Uh -huh. And what I'm hearing even more, again, in my meditation and my prayer is how much more I need to give to myself. Uh, the, the pending divorce is, is even a, a strong example of that. That's so raw and so new. Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, wow. So now, you know, it really is all up to me. Yeah, <laughs> and, yeah. and for me, that's not pushing harder, driving harder. Mm -hmm. Got that, that aspect of grit harnessed. Yeah. Really good at that drive and organizational development and strategy. I'm hearing that I have to have more time in solitude mm -hmm. and time in prayer and more time away. And so there's that, I yeah. can't pronounce that word, how do you pronounce that word? There is that dichotomy or I don't yeah. know what yeah. word is, between driving hard and staying gritty and persevering yeah. and pausing. And surrendering. And that's just the faith and the feminine energy. Just yeah. waiting, allowing, yeah. nourishing. Yeah. Ooh. So, oh, yeah, so that's, that, that, um, I think I, that's the, like the next evolution of yeah. who I am is, is ruminating in there somewhere. Yeah. 
you, you just like my jaw drops. You're one of the most inspiring people I know through this. It was never cause, cause I'm like, weren't you mad? I was mad at him, Karen. Like, how did you, I mean, I was like, I don't want to say this, but God damn him. You're like, I had so many feelings and I was, as I walked the journey with you and you have been nothing but positive. Like you stay positive. You don't want to trash him. You want to love him. Like you're like, yeah, you're like a saint, right? And that's the work you do. And I know you're not a saint. It's but the work I, I'll it's say the work you do, right? It's the work that I do. And I'm still having to do, I'm, I'm angry right now yeah, <laughs> and, and I'm upset and I'm hurt and I'm heartbroken yeah. in shadow work and integrative work that we do. We have to look at ourselves. Like when I project that anger out on anybody, my sister, my sister, mm -hmm. Mike, his parents, the neighbor across the street who throws, you know, shit in my yard. Yeah. I have to look at what is this reflecting back to me? Where am I ignoring that aspect of myself? So mm -hmm. that's where I continue to do my work because I, you know, I could argue that, that this happened and it happened to me and I'm a victim, mm -hmm. uh, but that doesn't really serve me or my kids or certainly right. Mike, I want nothing more than Mike to, to live a joyful life, a peaceful life, yeah. a successful life. And while it hurts that we won't, we're choosing not to do that together, why wouldn't I want that for him? Yeah. Same thing with the family members that I've literally said, I'm out. Like we're not mm -hmm. anymore. Mm -hmm. I, I, a very tall boundary around, uh, I'm, I'm going to love you from a distance. Yeah. So when that anger and frustration or even sadness shows up, I have to clear it and I have to, to send them this loving prayer. So while I appreciate the acknowledgement that um, I've done it with grace, you know, there's moments that I'm on my bathroom floor and I'm pounding my fist into the tile and I'm sobbing until I'm exhausted. So it's not. But that's how, but that's how yeah, you've done it because yes. you've been real. You've been vulnerable. You've allowed that as well. Right. Yep. So. So as we wrap up, well, first of all, my gosh, thank you for sharing. Thanks. Like, I wish like we could have seven more hours here. Um, but if somebody is facing something difficult, whatever their situation would be, do you have some parting words? Like, you know, I pulled out the don't go with shame, be vulnerable, receive. But, but do you have something that's like, you know, is there a lesson that this has taught you that you want to share with people? Sure. So I'll go back to what I first said when um, I had the opportunity to introduce myself. Mm -hmm. My journey over the last 55 years has evolved to understanding how deeply we are a whole being, mind, body, spirit. Mm -hmm. And anytime we're trying to transition or something's happened to us that was unexpected, I really encourage people to take a look at it from all of those dimensions. And, and with that, I'll say on the trauma side of the things, if you're getting triggered and you're having difficulty in your life, wherever it is, mine, mine is the, the money story that I'm working on currently, um, go do your trauma work. Yes, <laughs> because yes, yes. When, when trauma happens and it's relative, so it could be you know, a kindergarten teacher looking mm -hmm. at us and, and making fun of us in front of the kids or not getting invited to a birthday party mm -hmm. with teenager or something far more severe where it's incest or rape or abuse. Like right. it doesn't matter how extreme trauma is trauma and it's yours. It lives in your body. 
physically, the shock lodges in our body and lives there until we choose to release it. Yeah. And it will inform our future, which is likely not the future we want or that we're deserving of until we deal with it. So those would be the points that I would share. You know, really focus on self-care, mind, body, spirit, uh, and do your trauma work. Absolutely. Oh, that's so good. I'm going to have to do another podcast just on trauma because that's an important one. I, we've talked about it and mm-hmm. I know you're doing some great work in trauma as well. I would really encourage yeah. you. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, I got to talk more about that. Yeah. <sighs> I just adore you. And, and again, this, this show was designed for people to have hope and inspiration. And I know that somebody is going to be listening and going, oh my God, I needed to hear that today. Yeah. Asked me if there was some offer that I could share with, you know, a special offer for uh, your viewers and your followers. Um, the first thing that comes to my mind, um, one, reach out, either text message at 480-818-0206. If you call me, I likely won't call you back because I'm really bad about that. But if you text me, okay. if you have to text me a second time, okay. it's Karen, Karen Nowicki, 480-818-0206. Um, with a question or, um, you know, a little share about your journey or where you might get some support, um, point to Therese, so <laughs> it's already there. Uh, but also, I um, wrote a children's book that um, mm. is available on Amazon, but I do have about 45, 50 copies left. And I wrote it in 2008, and ironically, it is called Maddie Moonbeam's Garden, A Story of Love and Acceptance, and it's around a garden for and really owning our whole self and and not you know leaving anything behind a closed door because once once we can do that we can really stand in our power and authenticity so if you'd like a copy i would offer it up to your your viewers and your followers and fans as um you know my gratitude for having a chance to be with you today therese mm, beautiful all he asks is that you pay five dollars for the shipping mm-hmm. but the book retails at 15 or was retailing at 15 dollars. Yeah. so it's a great book. A lot of my adult clients um, have said they they read it and reread it. And then, of course, it's a great read aloud for kids of any age. So. Oh, that's so generous. So I love that. All right. Wow. Whew. So all, these, all this information will be in the show notes. Um, reach out to Karen. And um, we'll also put the BizX radio. It, Thank you. you know, contact information. So um, Karen hosts people for her podcast and her radio shows. And that's a whole other part of her life and her world. She's a fabulous connector in Phoenix, um, great, beloved person in Phoenix. So, and I just cherish you. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank, thank you, thank you. you, thank you. So if you've enjoyed this episode, leave a review and reach out to Karen and I. Seriously, I don't usually have people come and say, hey, here's my text number. That's super generous. And I'm the same way. Reach out, especially around trauma. Like, like I, we are, I believe we are allowed to go through things for reasons. It's our soul design. And so you went through a horrific event. And so far, six people have been saved because you told your story. And so I'm just knowing, you know, I don't know if you guys know this, but before every show, I just do like a little prayer and intention. And, and, and so we set the energy such that somebody's going to hear this and they needed to hear this today. So thank you for being the the mission missionary for this, this beautiful story. So much love. Take care guys. Bye. Hey, this is Teresa, and I'm so excited that you were with us today for another episode of the Fiercely Brilliant Podcast. You know, if you are inspired to 
get to that brilliant place. If you heard some wisdom today that made you think, yeah, I need some help in that area, I would encourage you to have a conversation with me. Super simple. You just go to treeskelly.com forward slash let's connect. It's a no charge, no pressure conversation. And if I can support you to clear the blocks, to really step into that brilliance, oh my gosh, it would be a delight. And I'll be honest with you. We'll just have a great conversation and see where we can take it. Peace and blessings. Bye. Bye.